What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. We did fine on Thursday night, went two and one, better than going one and two, I guess, but we're looking for a big bounce back week this week after getting absolutely crushed last week. Uh, I do have a 20 to one this week, and then we'll go over some individual picks after that that are not part of the 21. And of course, you can also take picks in the 20 to one individually if you don't want to take the whole thing or take only like a few of the pieces. But first off, Let's talk about this 49ers at Jaguars game. We've got a pretty solid total. Good total for this season because totals are way, way, way down right now. 45 points, a close three-point spread. We don't love, you know, stacking a game if one team's going to win by 30 points. Uh, both teams are coming off of their bye. Both have elite offenses, which we also like. Don't love stacking up games where both quarterbacks are terrible. And both of these teams rank second and third in opponent pass play percentage. And so this sets up like a spot where both teams are going to be airing it out. Both teams going to be throwing it a lot, as we've discussed many times. If you can identify spots where both teams are throwing it and finding success through the air, you're not only looking at elite efficiency, you're not only isolating where the yards are coming from, but you're also increasing the chance that we get elevated plays because if a team is running at a ton, the clock is always moving and it just drips and drips and drips and you don't get as many drives. But if we're throwing the ball around everywhere, we're going to get incompletions from time to time. That's going to increase plays as well. So let's break it down a little bit. Uh, on the San Fran side, uh, they are getting Debo Samuel back this week. He should be at full strength. And so their offense, their you know elite skill players should be at full strength and they're definitely going to need him like I feel like I don't know maybe I, I didn't like really realize it but looking into this I mean they've lost three straight right they were cooking to start the year five straight wins five games of 30 or more points last three weeks 17 exactly in all three all three losses so he's back he's going to help out this offense a little bit uh, and I would think you know being an extraordinarily well-coached team, they're going to come out of the bye. They're going to look sharp. They're going to look good on offense, even if the Jaguars have a decent defense. Matchup-wise, Jacksonville plays zone at the third highest rate in the league. That is a positive for Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is historically a zone beater, not really a man beater. He's a great wide receiver, right? He can still get open against man coverage, but he crushes against zone. So it's a really good spot for him. Um, and the matchup doesn't necessarily favor Brandon Ayuk, but he's been a top five wide receiver by any advanced metric this season. He's honestly having like a true outlier season in open grade, like the, the grade for a wide receiver just getting open. Like he is first by a mile. He's second yards per run. Like he's having such a good season. He's been a stud. And so if Debo is also finding success and Jacksonville is forcing them to lean a little bit more pass heavy. It could be a really good day for the 49ers passing attack. So I would take Brock Purdy over 244 and a half passing yards, Debo Samuel over 44 and a half receiving yards, and then Brandon Ayuk higher than four and a half receptions. Then we look on the flip side and say, okay, if San Fran comes out of their bye, they look really, really good. They find success through the air. They are scoring a lot of points. Well, that's probably, you know, and they're also just naturally forcing teams to throw the ball at a high rate. Again, both teams force their opponents to throw the ball a lot. 
we're looking at this spot being like, okay, there's a pretty decent chance that maybe Jacksonville can win, but at least for stretches of this game, Jacksonville will probably be trailing against the team that forces you to throw, and when you're trailing, you already see elevated pass play rates. Like, we're probably going to see pretty decent passing volume from the Jacksonville side here, and so I would add on to those three, Trevor Lawrence, higher than 33.5 pass attempts, and then Christian Kirk higher than 53 and a half receiving yards. I like going Kirk over Ridley this week uh, just because his line is a little bit lower, even though he's having a better season. He's got a slightly higher uh, target share. And while his yards per reception is lower, his catch rate is significantly higher. And so he does grade out a little bit better. And if he's going to project for a few more yards and his line is also lower, then it just makes sense to go in that direction over Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's also been kind of like hit or miss this season where Kirk's been a little bit more consistently involved. We prefer that because we don't need him to go for 120. We only need him to go over the 53 and a half. Um, also, I took the pass attempts instead of yards for Trevor Lawrence just because I think if we correctly identify the spot, right, and we say, okay, Jacksonville is throwing the ball at a higher rate. Well, yes, we're more likely to get the yards, but we could still run into a game where San Fran's defense does really good. They limit efficiency, and so he still has to throw it a lot because if they're not finding success, they're probably trailing. He still has to throw to catch up. And so we could see, you know, a lot more game scripts, a lot more outcomes here where the pass attempts do hit, but maybe the yards don't. And so by taking the attempts, you know, we're setting up more to say, you know, San Fran is naturally going to force teams to a shallower ADOT, right? They force the third lowest yards perception, but a high catch rate. They want things to occur underneath. That's honestly what all NFL defenses are starting to do right now is, you know, taking away the big play, forcing you to drive down the field. Well, that's going to favor pass attempts. If we can get a drive that has 80 yards, I mean, if we're taking pass attempts, we would prefer it if it took them 10 plays to do so because we can rack up those attempts on the same number of yards. And it's just not really a spot where we're expecting, you know, multiple 40-yard plays from this passing attack. They're probably not going to hit on more than maybe one deep ball. And so it's just more likely the pass attempts number is going to hit. So that's the 21 this week. I actually don't mind the rushing yards uh, higher for Trevor Lawrence. I believe it's 15 and a half. I didn't add into this one though because it's completely uncorrelated. Like that doesn't help you at all with Christian Kirk. And it doesn't even really, it plays in a little bit technically with the pass attempts, you know, being elevated and the fact that like if they're dropping back a lot more, well, it's just more likely he's going to end up with a few scrambles. But it doesn't correlate that well with anything. So individually, you could take that. I don't know if I'd add it on to all of these. Um, I'm also potentially going to add another 21. If I decide to do that, I'll pin it as a comment to this video so you can scroll down and see if I have done that. Um, it would be the Tennessee and Tampa Bay game. I'm just not entirely sure if I want to take that one, uh, but it would be the passing attack in that spot as well. Again, you can look on the site or you can scroll down, see if it did a pinned comment uh, if I added that one. So how about some individual picks? Favorite individual of the week is Tony Pollard, higher than 65 and a half. Rushing yards, Cowboys are 17-point home favorites this week against a Giants defense that, you know, not only gave life to a very struggling Raiders team last week. Like, the Raiders couldn't do anything on the ground. They could face any defense. Nothing was happening. They were highly inefficient every single game. Finally get some life last week against the Giants. But you add on the fact that, like, Pollard's also kind of struggled on the ground 
But even he ran for 70 and two touchdowns, even in only like three quarters, really only like two quarters uh, back in week like one or two when they just destroyed uh, destroyed the Giants by like 40 points, right? And that's really the only risk here is that the Giants get steamrolled. It's a 30-point game at halftime and Pollard doesn't see any high volume. But I know that Dallas is sitting there like, we need to figure out a ground game. Like they entered the season... They shouldn't have, you know, they wanted to be a run-first team. Their offense, it doesn't make sense for them to be a run-first team. So they're kind of backing off of that, throwing the ball more now, which is what they should be doing. But they still need to be able to run the ball, right? They can't enter the playoffs this season with a non-existent ground game because they're just going to be in spots where they're going to have to run it at points. If they can't find success in doing that, that's not going to be great for the long-term outlook. So they know they have to find some success. I could absolutely see them doing, you know, what the Raiders did last week, you know, have it working early on, and then just kind of ride it throughout the game. Be like, we got to get things back on the ground. We got to get this figured out and just kind of use it as a spot to get back on track. If that happens... 65 and a half feels like a very manageable amount for that to hit. And if it's a 30-point game, you have to think, like a 30-point game at halftime, we see no volume in the second half for Tony Pollard. You have to think at some point they had a few explosive plays. You have to think that some of those probably came on the ground, and maybe he's already over that mark by the time that hits. Another one I like is Joe Mixon lower than 68 and a half rushing yards. Uh, they're taking on the Texans this week. Uh, they will not have T. Higgins. Chase is questionable. Seems like he's going to play, but definitely check that one out. Um, I would assume that Higgins being out is the reason this line is so high, but Mixon has only gone higher than this mark in two of eight weeks. Both 14-point wins, which I think is also kind of factoring in here. You know, them just being like, okay, Higgins is out. Like, they're big-time favorites at home. It just seems like a spot where he would do well. But I I think, you know, the Texans are probably going to lose. I don't think they're going to lose by two touchdowns. I think the line is kind of correct. I'd probably put it, you know, a little bit closer to Houston. But, you know, Houston's still a good team. They can make this game competitive. They can make it not a blowout in the second half. And Mixon is having just such an inefficient season. And when you combine that with the Texans giving up the third lowest yards per carry in the league, my projections have Mixon this week at 3.3 yards per carry. And that's going to seem very, very low, but he's been below that mark in three of the last four weeks. He has not been good on the ground this season. And so he could definitely land in the 70s. He could have a big play. He could get like, you know, 25 carries in this spot. But I see a lot of downside to 68 and a half. In the 60s for rushing yards is still a pretty solid game, especially for someone as inefficient as Joe Mixon in such a difficult matchup for running max. And so whether he remains inefficient, whether the volume is lower than people think, whether the game is closer than people think, like there are a lot of outcomes where he ends up lower than that mark. So I would take lower on that. Next up, we have DK Metcalf, higher than 58 and a half receiving yards. Uh, this is honestly just such a great spot for everyone. If you wanted to turn this one into a 21 as well with the passing attacks, I'd have no problem with that. Uh, the commanders are playing at the fastest situation neutral pace in the league. They have forced a very high opponent pass play rate, especially recently. They also traded away two of their best pass rushers after already ranking 
29th in pass defense DVOA, 31st in yards for pass attempt allowed. They play a very high rate of man coverage. That's not good news against DK Metcalf. Like this is the spot we've been attacking with AJ Brown. I think Metcalf sets up very similarly to that. Not necessarily going to go over like 130 in multiple scores, but 58 and a half feels very, very low for a player of this caliber going against a defense that's this bad against a passing attack. Um, we should just see a lot of plays in this game uh, since both sides naturally want to lean pass heavy and then both defenses force teams into more plays, into more pass attempts as well. Unfortunately, Again, I said you can do the 20 to 1. I looked at all these passing numbers. They are very, very high. So Underdog, all these other other companies, you know, they know this is a good spot for the passing attacks. And so the lines are much higher than you usually see on these players. Uh, so again, totally fine if you want to do that because if the game pops off, it could really pop off. We could see both quarterbacks go for 300 passing yards. They're probably going to bring the wide receivers with them. And so if you want to do it, I'm not holding you back. Definitely do it. Um, but... I would say when I looked at Metcalf's line, I really liked that one again, 58 and a half. So I think that should be closer to like 65, even maybe even 67 could be pushing it. But around 65 receiving yards is probably where it should be. 58 and a half, I'd take higher on that. Final pick over today, Lamar Jackson, lower than 209 passing yards. Not only is he five and four on the lower for this line on the season, but the Browns are allowing by far the fewest passing yards per game this season like it is crazy the cap between them and the second fewest uh we already saw lamar throw for just 186 yards in a spot in week four we know that both teams also have great defenses like this is going to be a game where there's a ton of punts it's a field position game neither team's going to play overly aggressive me chucking the ball downfield because they know it's going to be a lower scoring game they know that they can just try and win field position try and grind out some field goals and a few touchdowns sprinkled in and just try and win a very very close hard fought game we're probably not going to see a lot of total yards in this spot and if you look through eight games only three quarterbacks have thrown for more than 209 passing yards against Cleveland, and they did so because of big plays. 40-plus yards uh, was a, the longest reception in all three. Two of those games, there was a 70-plus yard reception. I think it was like 71 yards in one and 75 yards in another. Yeah, if that happens, if Zay Flowers gets down the field for 75-yard touchdown, of course Lamar is going higher than 209. But if that doesn't happen, again, it's a spot where he's going lower than that mark far more than 50% of the time. That makes it a great pick. So those are four individual picks I really like this week, along with five from the 21. I have 23 more up on the site right now. So check those out if you are interested. And if you want some action this weekend, also want to gain access to all my picks for the rest of the season, along with my weekly running back and wide receiver report. That's going to take a look at, you know, which wide receivers running backs are seeing the best volume recently. All you have to do is sign up for your first underdog account today. Use promo code FFA, make a minimum $10 deposit. That is it. Underdog will also double that deposit up to $100. So good luck to everyone this weekend. Then my friends is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, hop on the like button. How about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.